It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. How are you now, Shauna? I'm good. How are you? Oh, not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to find this message here. I got this message in front of the show, Mark, yesterday. He said, I had to share this. I'm back in July 2020 for the podcast and was in tears during the episode where Shauna brought in the pickled eggplant, the pickled balls. Is that what it was? Was it eggplant? Was it pickled eggs? I was dying when you started yelling, oh my God, it's on me. <laughs> oh, it was, I think it was just, oh yeah, what was that? You used to bring in all kinds of gross pickled shit. And I love pickled shit. It, and it would, some of it would get on me and it'd be super gross. Yeah, yeah. Just not having issues with your jars anymore? or? Uh, well, I just, I, there is a method of doing it myself, so now I just do it myself. Huh. What, what is you, the method? Well, you just uh, run the like jar around the seal under really hot water. So it expands? And then, yeah, it, it comes off after that. Yeah. So I did, Although the other day I did that, and because uh, you, after you do that, you got to tap it with a knife just to kind of loosen up the seal. And I tapped too hard. Shattered? And then shattered the entire waste to all my pickles. <laughs> Really sad. Did you eat them all real quick? And I as actually, fast as you could? I, I put a bunch in the fridge, and then I ate like 10 to 15 of them. <laughs> and then uh, my sodium levels were so, like, I, I was like, I, I, I blew up. It actually had a reaction. I had so much sodium from that many pickles that then I threw out the rest. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah that's enough pickles. And how thirsty were you after Oh that? my God, I was chugging water like no tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't get enough in me. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, it's kind of funny to remember some of that stuff we were talking totally. about back then. It's I've told you before that like my son Bo is listening through the the old podcasts, right. and I don't remember like most of it. You That's, know, well, it took me forever. I was like, what was that? I don't even know. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I just have really no memory of the things we've talked me about. Me neither. No. I have no memory of this place. I have no memory. On today's show, a heritage moment because it's Wednesday. We're going to talk about taking a gap year. Some very dumb and not worldly people. Mm-hmm. The left versus right political divide. Does it even exist? Maybe not, according to this new book that's come out. Uh, and some small town news after your out of context clip of the show. Things you saw on the internet three days ago. Hot takes they don't actually believe, but are only meant to provoke. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I had the TV on in the background uh, yesterday, Beckler, and this commercial came on promoting the new live with Kelly and whoever it is now. <laughs> and it was one of the worst, most generic promos I've ever heard in my life. Now, this recording is not very good, but I just want to play it for you. So you'll get the idea. It has every cliche. It doesn't say anything. Just All new season, Alive with Kelly and Mark with shocking twists. As things get heated on set, there will be scandals and secrets will be revealed. Like, wow. absolutely nothing was said. You know Shocking what I mean? Twist. Like, it was all just, you're just like, <laughs> oh, come on now. Like, really? Scandals. You won't want to miss a moment. Scandals. Guess what secrets are going to be? You're just like, okay, you're telling me nothing. Uh, you're saying what every single show is going to try and do at yeah. least. My God. Yeah, I'm not hooked. No, no. <laughs> and I was thinking that maybe, 
I mean, if that works for them, it's still one of those prime time. They, sure they make is. Like $10 million a year. Big budget show. Big budget show. And that, they think, is going to work. So maybe we should do the same super generic type of commercial for promo for our show. For a super cliche radio show? The most cliche radio show we can possibly come up okay, with. Okay, let's give it a try. Okay. On this season of Beckler and Shauna. Zany stories. Wacky jokes. Things you saw on the internet three days ago. Hot takes they don't actually believe but are only meant to provoke. We're going to take a hundred calls about your favorite flavor of chip. And we're going to laugh hysterically whether it's funny or not. (laughs) And coming up in 17 songs, we'll play a sound and you'll have to guess what it is. So stay tuned. Keep it locked. Don't touch that dial. The new season of Beckler and Shauna. Beckler and Shauna podcast. We have some small town news for you. Sure do. All three of these true stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was submitted by friend of the show Jeff. One from friend of the show Rochelle. We've talked before about how in small towns, uh, people wear a lot of hats. Yes. You know, like one person will do several jobs in town. Always. And also so many things there are like one man or one woman operations. And if that person isn't available... That thing is just not yep. getting done. It's not open. It's true. So that's kind of the theme of today's. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Small Town News with Beckler and Shauna. Today's latest story. The Three Hills Capitol will be closed from August 17th to 27th due to the holidays. There will be no paper printed during this time, so you'll have to rely on Denise for the latest town gossip. The cafe will be closed for the wedding of Cheyenne and Brayden. Not that they would have had any customers that day, as everyone in town will be at the wedding of Cheyenne and Brayden. And the community hall Seacan has arrived. It can be found outside of the hall and will be used to store the chicken barbecues donated by Norm and Diana. Terry's wondering if he can borrow the Seacan to hang his latest deer. He says, quote, feel free to come see it. It's got a nicer rack than your wife. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I've got a couple quick ones for you. Okay. Uh, that I stumbled across this weekend, actually. The first one for beck and call. When someone's at your beck and call? Yes. They'll just kind of do whatever you want, whenever exactly. you want? Um, and it's very simple, but it comes from back in the Middle Ages. Monarchs and masters would physically beckon their servants by waving to them, mm-hmm. and beckon was shortened to beck. And if the servants didn't respond, the master, of course, would then call to them. So servants were just very literally at the beck and call of the masters. If the come hither didn't work, then, then they yell. would... Yeah. So, yep, you're at your beck. And if you're not at your beck, then you're at the call, okay? Interesting, okay? Yeah, so that's that one. Uh, and the other one is beat the living daylights out of somebody. It's like, where did that come from? It's very violent. It's very violent. Uh, so in the 1700s, uh, people would refer to your eyes as your daylights. So, really? So uh, you can put two and two together here, but the first time this phrase was documented was in 1752, and it was entry, uh, Henry Fielding had an, he wrote about this, and he said this, if the lady says another such word to me, I will darken her daylights. Yikes. Which means he'll punch... The eyes out of the woman. Okay. He was saying, (laughs) Deary me. Uh, Let's keep an eye on Henry there. I already be. So that is where that first came from. And then, yeah, daylight's kind of from there generically just became any organ. And then it was just kind of. So beat the living daylights out of them. Yes, exactly. Beat the life out of their daylights. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very. Very visual. I, I'm not. I'm going to stop using that. Not that I really often say that. I don't ever <laughs> encourage people to 
people you've living anything in it anyway. But etymology <laughs> with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts yesterday, and there were two guys being interviewed. They wrote a book on left and right wing politics. The book is called The Myth of the Left and Right, How the Political Spectrum Misleads and Harms America. So the two guys who wrote this book, they're actually brothers, Verlin and Hiram Lewis, if you're interested. And they were arguing that there isn't really much of a difference between the left and the right, people on the left, people on the right. Despite the fact that if you mention that to someone who identifies as one side or the other, they would deny it to the death, right? They would say, no, absolutely, there's a difference between us. Mm -hmm. But... They, uh, this is all through an American lens, of course, but they, they, are, they believe that people tend to choose their political team and then whatever position their team takes, they can find a reason to justify why they support that. They can find a left wing or a right wing reason to support that. Interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. Like, you know, whether it's, you know, whether their party supports getting involved or not getting involved in a foreign war, whether they support, whether they prioritize personal freedoms over public safety, like they can find a reason from their tribe to support whatever position they're taking at the time. Why is that? It's just because they're sold a certain vision or viewpoint of a different side and they have to pick one or the other. It's so crazy because as time goes on, there's just more and more of a divide between the two, right? Which is. And they were saying there isn't really a divide. The divide is superficial. If you right. actually look at the specific issues. And that's issues, what I meant, sorry. Is, it's identity politics, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just trying to identify, but you have to with one side or the other, and there's no middle ground. It's tribalism, yeah. 100%. And they said, the other thing that, that they pointed to was that the, the, the political parties in the states have swapped positions over the years. And if someone was really principled, if they really believed in you know this position, you would see them switch their allegiances as well. Right. And you don't see that. Nope. People dig in their heels. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. And they typically stay that way for most of their lives, right? Yeah. Um, like, for example, they, they t- I mentioned it there, but they talked about, like, during the Iraq war, it was the Republicans that were gung-ho about going in there and getting Saddam and stopping him. And it was it was the left who were kind of like, we, we shouldn't be involved in these foreign conflicts. Now that's changed. The left is gung-ho about getting into Ukraine and helping out. And it's the right that's saying, no, we shouldn't be involved in this. Hmm. Or, you know, take after 9-11, the right was willing to sacrifice all kinds of personal freedoms in the name of stopping terrorism and public safety. And the left were the ones that thought that that was too much of an encroachment on our personal freedoms. And then during COVID, we saw that switch again. Interesting. So it's all how it's phrased and posed to people as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you can like... You can pick your position and then you mm-hmm. can justify it after the fact, whether or not it's consistent, whether or not I mean, you look hypocritical from the outside. Yeah. So I thought that was, uh, that was quite interesting, which is why, I mean, I, I, I try my best to take each issue as it comes as opposed to playing, you know, the, Absolutely. the, the, the team game. That's what you try and do. You but try to do. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And I think it also really helps if you realize that most people typically want the same things. People want, you know, prosperity and security and health, yep. and, and we just kind of disagree on how to get there. We're a lot more similar than you think. Ooh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. The Fangler and Shauna Podcast. I've got another version of Frig Mary Kill for you. All right. I uh, love these. the holiday edition. Okay. So what holiday would you kill off? Get rid of. We'll get rid of. Which would you marry, or which would be your favorite holiday okay. of all of them? And what holiday would you invent or... Or what do you feel is worthy of a holiday that's not one? Mm. 
So let's get okay. to the first one here. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yes, yes. Which holiday would I kill? Yeah. Uh, American Thanksgiving. Mm. We okay. hear too much about it for something that doesn't affect us. Fair. You know, you have to, everyone online, oh, they're fighting with their families about politics and they, they got their big shopping days coming up and it's a big NFL football day. I don't yeah. like the NFL, so you I got to hear about yeah. that all day. Fair. Uh, and if you need to do any business in the States, just they're closed for two days in the middle of November, seemingly for no reason. So that's true. American I didn't even consider the American out. holidays. Okay, that's well, I'm fair. I'm not crazy about Canadian Thanksgiving either because you know, it's not really anything. You just... Yeah, eat it's turkey, a time to it. give thanks. I, I like that one. But uh, American Thanksgiving is out. You? Okay. Uh, Labor Day. Labor Day. And now it's not because I like I respect the recognition of workers. Yes. Uh, but Labor Day is just a crappy holiday because <laughs> when that comes up, you always know that summer is over. And you have to go back to the grind, and the weather's starting to turn, and no winter is coming, and everything about that holiday, I'm just like, mm. Fair point. It's not exciting. It's would always you, just a dreading one. You're like, oh. Would you sooner have no holiday there, though? Yeah, it's fair, I suppose. Kind of a nice send-off to the, the summer, so. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're already kind of in summer, though. You know, yeah. like It's already so you're far, it's part of that summer. But anyway, that okay. one is the one I'm like, meh. Or Victoria Day, because really, like, celebrating the Queen, we could do better. <laughs> we, we could do better. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, for, for I guess when Truth and Reconciliation Day came in, I was like, well, yeah, this makes sense. For years, we've had Victoria Day, right? but we don't have this. So, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they did something about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, what about uh, the one you like your favorite? My favorite? My favorite long weekend is Canada Day. Mm-hmm. Love that long weekend. It's Me just too. the heart of summer and there's always something cool going on. Yep. Um, but probably Halloween. Yeah. Really love Halloween. Loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. Still love it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super fun to share with my kids now. Mm-hmm. There's always big parties going on, you know. Totally. I like... Yeah, I like Halloween. That'd be my number one. You? I was going to say Canada Day, actually. Ah. It's always just, again, It's a. It, there's not a lot of obligation like there is for Christmas. Not yeah. a lot of stress to go on with it. It is always one of the nicest times of the year, as you mentioned, and always just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody just dresses up and is happy, you know? It's just a simple holiday where everybody is enjoying and having a yeah, good time. Yeah, people are so. around, barbecues, nice weather. The other one I was going to say is I do like Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. It's, one, it's, a, it's another one where it has kind of all the festivities of Christmas, but without the stress that comes along with it, you know? Okay. You eat a good meal, and it's always really pretty out. Thanksgiving in Ontario was always amazing, too, because the, the leaves are uh, falling. It's still really pretty nice out at that time, too. So it's weather-dependent around uh, here. It totally is. If you're having a nice fall, Thanksgiving can be real nice. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you're like, no. <laughs> uh, what about a holiday you would want to come or bring around? This one I struggled with. Okay. Um, you have anything? I have a couple. Okay. Uh, a mental health awareness day. Okay. And I would put that on Blue Monday, mm. which is that third weekend in Jan- or sorry, third Monday in January, I think, is known as Blue Monday, the most depressing day of the year. And I was like, that would be a nice day to just give everybody off, you know? If you're going to put a holiday anywhere, mid-January would be the place yeah, to do it because that is a bummer. That's it. Yeah. Let people hang out for another day and not have to work. Yeah. Uh, so that one, or Quebec has that day after New Year's Day that we've right. talked about before. <laughs> so you get two days to recover from a New Year's hangover. I'm like, that's a pretty good idea. And it's called the day, day after, after New, New Year's. Year's. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A few more good ones that we missed. Didn't get a name here, but someone said they'd kill Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Valentine's Day can take a hike. That's a good one. Yeah, just unnecessary pressure. Mm-hmm. Hurt feelings. Yeah. You can do it without it. You don't need a special day to display your love. You can do it whenever you want. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I, I also, Election Day. Election Day? Election Day. Should be day. a stat holiday? It should be a stat holiday. 
because uh, then hopefully it would encourage people to vote. Although then I was thinking about it, I'm like, it probably wouldn't. It might, you might have even fewer people voting if they had the day off, right? Yeah. If they could go do something else. It would have to be in the middle of the week so and that you couldn't take an extra long weekend on it. But even still, yeah, people would just use it as an excuse to do whatever, probably. It, it would have to be Wednesday. Yeah. Because if it was Monday, or sorry, if it was Tuesday or Thursday, people would just, yeah, take a day, make a four-day weekend, not even, vote. Even still, though, yeah. It would You'd have tough. to make voting mandatory. Yes. You're going to do that, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, friend of the show, Jackman, said a controversial one, but he would kill Christmas. Mm-hmm. He would kill Christmas. And we said, why Christmas, Jackman? He said, I hate the craziness of it. I hate that you have to spend so much. And to me personally, I've just had way more bad ones than good ones. And a lot of people are like that. Christmas is always very polarizing. It, You know, people love it or hate it. It's one of those. I find Halloween is definitely the new favorite holiday for people. Yeah. Like Halloween has just become the one that everybody absolutely loves. And Christmas, I find a lot of people are just like, eh, about now. It's fun. You don't have to travel. That's you don't it. have to. Christmas comes with a lot of stress, and it I think does. it's it doesn't have to. I think the stress is induced. It is because the expectations are so high for that's, Christmas. That's that, like, exactly what it is. Everybody has to be together, and the gifts have to be perfect, and everything has to be absolutely perfect. And if it's not, then you know, and someone's exhausted because they put so much effort into Christmas. And there's yep. going to be a blow up. And oh, absolutely! Just, if we just lowered our expectations for Christmas, it would it would be the holiday it's supposed to be. I think. Yes, yes, it is definitely about expectations. Yeah, yeah, and again, we place it on ourselves and the problem is you know um, TV shows and movies and stuff don't help because in all of those right it's always like the most elaborate insane you know gatherings and yeah yeah Christmas is just such big business now mm-hmm. right it's kind of at its best it's still a great holiday but there's a lot that can go wrong last Christmas my parents were here for 24 hours on their way to go visit my sister and the kids and they were here for actual Christmas day and we uh, ordered in one of those pre-made meals from Hotel Arts because Mm -hmm. it's delicious and has really good food ordered in the food from there and then we went to the pub and we played pool on Christmas Day. How nice. That's how we did Christmas. So it was like, yeah, we I said frigate for the traditions and having to deal with making this whole dinner ourselves and everything to go along with it. I was like, we don't have very much time together anyway, so let's order it in and then just have visiting time. But I'm sure the travel was stressful for them because I remember last Christmas I didn't even see my parents. They were stranded in Europe yep. as part of that. They mess, almost so. didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they did. And again, if they didn't, it was like, well... It is what it is, right? You can just take that stress off yourself a little bit. We've considered hosting Christmas at our house, which we've never done before. But yeah. our house now is probably big enough to do it. Well, for my family, McKenna's family is massive. If everyone from McKenna's family came, she'd be tight. But I'm like, would that be more stressful or less stressful? Uh, probably more. You think so? Mm-hmm. I'd like to be at home at Christmas. but That's fair. But then you have to make sure everybody else is... Yeah. You know. That's true. Well, maybe we'll do it one of these years, and then we'll we'll find out if it's better or worse. So, <laughs> I just hate traveling at Christmas. I hate it. I would rather travel than host, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the roads are always bad, and yeah. yeah. Uh, but then at least, like, you can leave and go. You can come and go when you want. True. When it's at your place, you're kind of at the mercy of when people want to show up and leave. You know what I mean? Unless you like put hard limits on it. Be like, uh, we're hoping people will arrive on this day yep. and then I got to get back to work just this have day. Plans. So, yeah, just have yeah. plans based around where there's uh, the finite days that you have to have. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Sorry, oh, guys. That's not a bad idea. I'll talk to McKenna about that this year. See what she thinks. And if you are the type of person that does a lot of entertaining, a lot of hosting, 
Shane Homes could help you set up that home to be absolutely perfect for it with their affordable customization. Say you need another, you need another guest room, or you need a den that can double as a guest room. Put, put a Murphy bed in there, that sort of thing. Yeah. This is what Shane Holmes does with their affordable customization. So if you're thinking of building, talk to them today. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'm part of a big group chat with a bunch of guys, uh, all of whom are pretty well-traveled. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm sure I'd be the least traveled among us. But they were sharing stories about some of the dumbest and least worldly people they've come across in their travels. Oh, amazing. One guy had this story. I can just read this for you right out of the, right. the group here if I have it handy. Where'd it go? Uh, he said, I met some university girls from Vancouver in Mexico one time. The one girl was complaining about how much her extra luggage charge was. She paid $200 to bring an extra overweight bag. Turns out it was filled with 10 gallons of bottled water. She thought all the water in Mexico was contaminated and not safe for drinking, including domestic bottled water. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she paid $200 to bring 10 gallons of her own wow. water to Mexico. Like... How do you- there are a hundred million people in Mexico. What do you think they're drinking? Wow. Like, so there's got to like, be. Wait, you, you, this is a quick Google search. Like, who is? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, so he lugs this enormous unbelievable. suitcase down there. Holy she crap. Won't, you know what? I'm glad she got stung with that charge. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You deserve it when for that. When people get nailed, that's really funny. Oh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of the stories that, you know, some of the famous ones you've heard from like BAM for whatever. the questions, Painting the bottom of Lake Louise. And, that sort of thing. Yep. The questions tourists ask, is this the same moon as we have back in Florida? Yes. Like that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. Have you heard any... Any doozies like that, Shauna? Well, we had that. You, you look at someone. We, we like read some of those semi recently from people. God, God, yeah, people are dumb. Any in your own experience? Like uh, where someone says something, you're just like, how are you even getting through the day? Well, you know? <laughs> I used to go to Florida with my family fairly often. Uh, and my friend and I would take it upon ourselves to actually convince people that were there um, of certain things. So, and I'm not joking when I say this, we actually convinced many people that we only rode on snowmobile. Mm hmm. Right, like permanently all year long, and no one ever even questioned it. Like of the people we said that to, it was just very okay. That's cool. Um, <laughs> it, one of the other funnier experiences I had was when I was in Las Vegas the one time, and I was living in Saskatchewan at the time, so I had a Saskatchewan ID. Mm-hmm. And the 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 pit boss took my ID because they want you know wanted to check it and looked at the Saskatchewan ID and was like, "This is fake." And they're like, "I've never heard of Saskatchewan before." I was like, well, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist, man. It is a it is a province <laughs> in Canada. So the pit boss, who you'd think would have seen a fair amount of IDs, you know, From what I mean? all like, over the world, all over the place, had to take mine, took it with her, and then went to this giant binder and brought the binder out to flip through and double check that the Saskatchewan ID was valid. I was just like, they'd never heard of Saskatchewan ever before. You're like, did you, did you think that I went through the trouble of making up my own place? Right. That I was then just from? a completely fictional place altogether. Like, <laughs> why who is I that just dumb? Fake, why wouldn't I just fake an who ID for a real dumb? place, lady? Oh who? man, that's bad. Yeah. I remember uh, I one time we were I was at a buddy's place and he had there were some girls there from Vancouver. This was you know ten ten twelve years ago maybe, and they didn't th- they didn't know that we had cabs in Saskatoon. Like I they didn't you think, mentioning this, yeah. They're like, how do we get to the bar? And I was like, well, we'll call a cab. You like, have, you have cabs? Time. I was like, yeah, but they're just, again, they're just snowmobiles, yeah. so I hope you dress warm. Cause, mm-hmm. And I had, yeah, this is people from Canada in the internet age, no, fully that, convinced that, and that is just, we didn't have cabs. The fact that within Canada is even in, more insane. Yeah. 
Like, how are you? Yeah. How are you getting by? No. How did you get here? Yeah. Is my. <laughs> I remember the one time we were talking about the snowmobiles. We also mentioned igloos. We said of the course, majority yeah. of people, of course, live in igloo. The super cliche ones. And the entire hot tub we were in was all like, "Oh, really? Oh, tell us more." Like not they were one all. Person. Not one person blinked. It was just like, "What is happening?" There must have been someone who was like, "I know this isn't true, but everyone's in agreement, so I, I don't want to speak so. up." I <laughs> hope so. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. As we're nearing back to school time, Beckler, you and I were chatting about grade 13 yesterday, which uh, used to be a thing in Ontario. I didn't have the option for grade 13, but the people a few years ahead of me did. So you'd actually just stay in high school for an extra year. I was asking if you're allowed to play sports in grade 13 and someone messaged and said you absolutely were. Totally. He had friends who went to grade 13 just to play football. Yeah. And then dropped out after the football season, what? which just seems like a ridiculous advantage. I but. mean, it was called the victory lap because people would go back and it was essentially just a time to hang out with your friends <laughs> one more year in high school. Like, that's kind of what it was. That being said, there were a lot of people who actually really did support it. And I remember when it started getting phased out and people weren't that happy about it because it did give kids an extra year to kind of figure out what they wanted to do before mm-hmm. going into their post-secondary Okay. Out of educations. And it, it kind of makes sense because I was chatting with some friends recently about this too. And we were talking about that and how uh, a lot of people were like, I would recommend taking a year off to anybody who leaves high school rather than going straight into any type of college or university or even trades program. Mm-hmm. If you don't know for sure what you want to do, that extra year to take off is really good for that. And when I think about it, I went straight to uh, like post-secondary. I went straight to university, as did a bunch of my friends. Mm -hmm. And most of my friends went a year or two into a program, realized they didn't want to do that, spent all that money... Oh, and man. then started another program. It's a phenomenal waste of money, isn't like it? Like ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars was just yeah. wasted in those two years or year, and then they started again. And it was because again they kind of felt pressured to, I guess, go straight into something. Definitely, they didn't know what it was, so they just kind of picked the first thing that semi interested them and went for it. I guess some people would say that education is never a waste of money, right? If you're, if you're. Yep. I suppose so. If you're in school. Yeah, but that's but a lot of money. I kind of agree. Yeah, I think it's the wrong move if you don't know what you want to do. Yeah. You're better to, to do something else. And I don't think a lot of people do. Like, how many people at the end of high school were kind of like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. lots of people. There, You know, there's the odd person that's pretty driven, knows exactly what mm-hmm. they want to do, and those good for those people, right? Get yep. it started. But for sure. if you don't, it's all right to do a bit of languishing, as Owen Wilson's character says on Yumi and Dupree. I kind of regret not doing that. Like, I, I again, I jumped straight into university, and I was like, I should have gone and I like had the maybe traveled for a little bit. I know a lot of people who did that. That's the opportunity to do that, because then once you start launching into university and then straighten your career there's no time to do that traveling anymore there's no time to just get blackout drunk in mexico you know it's also i think taking a gap year to travel is a real privilege yeah you You know if you have the money you can do that but what i mean a lot of 18 year olds don't have the money a lot of 18 year olds are going to be working yes right if they're not going to school they're going to be working that's what a bunch of friends did though like would work right saved up some money work because you're still at home so you use that money yeah. to save up and then go traveling and I, again I a privilege if, if your parents let you stay totally. at home and save money not everybody has that option right yeah yeah but yeah if and not for a full year i mean the people that could do that that's unbelievable but but it's not a bad idea to go work a bit and go get a feel for what you don't want to do yeah right learn a skill learn yeah what you maybe what you like doing what you don't like doing as opposed to just diving headfirst into something that costs a lot of money yeah 
and puts you in debt for the rest of time. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Uptown Great Heritage Moment. One of the more popular lake destinations for Calgarians to visit in the summer is Sylvan Lake. Sylvan is just a quick hour and a half jaunt from Calgary and is one of the few lakes in the area that isn't glacier fed, meaning it is a prime destination for any Albertan looking for a cool place for a not-so-cool dip. And although Sylvan Lake is now a booming lake community full of restaurants, bars, and an array of unique hotels and family cabins, this wasn't always the case. The first time Sylvan Lake was officially documented was in 1814. David Thompson's famous 1814 map of the foothills shows Sylvan Lake prominently marked. However, back then it was actually called Methy Lake. The word Methy stems from a Cree word meaning lingfish, which were known to be plentiful in the lake. In a later map from 1859, Sylvan Lake is referred to as Swan Lake, and after that, Snake Lake, which was a reference to the number of garter snakes in the area. As it started to develop, however, early settlers decided the name would have to change once again. At the time, they were looking to promote the area and felt the name like Snake Lake wouldn't do that. They didn't want to scare people off, so the name was officially changed to Sylvan Lake in 1903. The name Sylvan actually comes from the Latin word Sylvanus, which means of a forest. So Sylvan Lake actually translates to Lake of the Forest. Poetic. Sylvan Lake was always a great summer resort town for those in Red Deer as far back as the early 1900s. And when the railway arrived, it quickly became a favorite spot for Calgarians and Edmontonians who could then train out for a visit. It began as a campground, but residents built cabins soon thereafter, and it quickly became known as a cottaging area, too. The lower camp on the southeast shore began filling up with small cabins, and as cars became more popular, the entire lake was quickly occupied. Now Sylvan Lake was hopping with water slides, numerous docks, canoes, and diving platforms, and it remains this way to this day. And if you'd like to explore an homage to the lake's former name, head to Snake Lake Brewing Company. It can be found right in the heart of Sylvan Lake and, of course, takes its moniker from Sylvan Lake's once less attractive name. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. So Ty, while you were away in Drumheller this weekend, I held down the fort here at uh, X929. But it was funny because... I was gone a day. Yeah, I know. But it seemed like a long time. I missed you. Yeah, sure. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.